The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got uh, part two of our marriage series. Uh, we're going to welcome today Dr. Bill Harley. He's a clinical psychologist who has some of the best ways to overcome marital conflicts and some of the quickest ways to restore love. We love that. And then Absolutely. we're going to round out. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> then we're going to round out the show with Susie Manning of Sizzle, who's been on over the years, and she always has great information, great advice, great empowerment tips. Uh, so it's going to be a really uplifting show. Absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because there's always um, something so refreshing from Susie. She always has something that makes you say, yes, okay, feeling great. And then uh, with Dr. Harley, what a great guy. I don't know if you have tuned into his website, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But he has a, a daily show with his wife, and they'll take an, a question and just really plow through the question and get you back on the right track really really uh such wonderful information so we're really looking forward to meeting dr harley i am too i think what they provide is just an invaluable service for people you know and they speak so candidly and openly about issues that you know a lot of people sweep under the rug yeah yeah and i i love the techniques that dr harley uses um and and one of the things that we'll we'll focus a little bit on is the fact that the military families do have some special um considerations in that it's one thing to have a relationship that might have some challenges and you're right there together to deal with it. It's very difficult when your spouse or your partner is 3,000 miles away and not able to come home to deal with the, the issues back home. Well, and so, for months at a time. You know, we're not talking yes. about a two-week visit you know we're talking a year you know right. over a year things like that that really can put a unique strain on a marriage that's very different to uh, than right. other uh right. typical marriages right right yeah. so lots of fun Some, summer's here <laughs> boy is summer, summer here. Is here summer roared in you know on 120 degree uh we've got lots of heat out here and i know you've had lots of rain on the east coast we had rain, we had humidity, we have heat, and then we have more rain. Today, it's pouring, and I have a feeling that the forecast this week is just about all rain. God, we're going to turn to mold. You guys are. I and mean, we could fry an egg. In fact, I was thinking it would be fun.
fun, um, you know, one of the days this week with my kids to actually take an egg and put it on the hood of my car and see if I could fry it. See how long it would take. Oh, my gosh, what a great experiment. Yeah, I think you know, you always hear about this, but you don't sure. think about doing it. Sure. There are so many things that you can be doing in the summertime. I, I don't know. What are some of the things you like doing with the kids in the summer? Uh, well, we actually, um, we swim. We swim a lot, but we swim at night. We're like the moon people because we're really blonde-haired, blue-eyed, fair-skinned, so we don't sure. go out in the pool until like 4 o'clock. And, but swimming at night is one of our favorite things to do. And since we live in the high desert where there's extreme visibility, uh, we like to sit out either in the hot tub or float around in the pool on rafts on our back and watch the, the, the sky for meteors, oh, you know, for shooting nice. stars. Yeah. yeah. Saw because I'm nice. Oh, cool. I'm sure your visibility must be great. You probably don't have a lot of interference. No, no. We're about 5,000 feet and we have a 360 degree view of the sky and we're, um, there's no ambient light noise interference. So it's a really, really great place for star watching and we look at the planets and, oh, you know, fun. we, that's one of our favorite things to do, which is funny. You know, that's our, you know, we could be doing it in the winter, but we don't. <laughs> I don't yes. know why we just don't. <laughs> Probably because we're in the pool and it's really easy to float on your back and look up. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, a skylight when our children were little. We had a skylight in our bedroom and we used to all plunk into our bed and just sit there and look through the skylight and whether it would be the stars or whether it'd be a lightning storm we'd love we'd you know have either candles or flashlights and we'd read stories and we'd hunker into all together and when the cracks of the the lightning would come we'd all squeal and those were just the best things to do i mean we just love that yeah it is to this day my kids love thunderstorms Well, they are. They're like, you know, nature's majesty. We get the worst thunderstorms out here. We might get a couple ripples of thunder, really tiny little ones, and, you know, a few, you know, smacks of lightning. But most of the time, it's just in the national park, and it, it, you know, it starts a huge forest fire. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trouble with being, you you can't almost appreciate uh, the fun of a lightning storm when you know that it could be hitting someplace and it could be starting a fire someplace. That's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, you know, but I like the pink and blue lightnings that are back east, you know, the different colors and the, you know, there's just much more, um, you know, it's just much more fun weather-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have the contention of mosquitoes at night. So unless you slather yourself with a ton, of course, when I grew up, we had a swimming pool as well. And we used to stay, you know, just keep your, pretty much your nose and your eyes above, above water and then immerse everything that you possibly could <laughs> because the mosquitoes would just eat us alive. But... Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of mosquitoes out here. But, you know, the kids that go to summer camp, like up in Big Bear and places like that, the different camps, they, yeah, they've got a lot of mosquitoes up there. Yeah, it does. Now, do your kids camp at all uh, in the summertime? Uh, We don't um, because mom doesn't feel like lugging everything up to the campsites. Um, And we have a tent. You know, I did that a little bit when the kids were younger. But, um it's it's too much, you know, and so our summer really consists of going back east and seeing my family and staying in my dad's house and, um, nice. you know, it's a lot of effort to go camping. And I think as a single mom, that's just one of the things I've had to cross off my list going, okay, maybe when the kids are older. Right, right. When they can be a part of the packing, a part of the 
um, putting the tent up a part of whatever. You're right. Um, it's true. I was doing some um, reading this week online and just looking at some of the opportunities for some of the military families during uh, the summer and some camp opportunities. Most of the um, major installations do have every uh, – Branch calls it something different, but it's going to be a morale, wellness, and recreation program. Um, and all of those MWR uh, branches have camps and opportunities for summer activities. So I'm hoping that people are getting out there and looking for some of those because, um, for example, um, some of the camps that they might find might be Operation Purple, Camp Cope, and that's C-O-P-E, and Camp Desert Kids. Operation Camp Desert is part of the militaryfamiliesunited.org. So there are an awful lot of camp opportunities, and um, I believe that even if you're off post or off a base, you still can look into these because you'd be served by that installation and find these kinds of opportunities for your kids. Absolutely. Well, Camp Desert Kids, I know a little bit about that. That's the one um, that, you know, there's over a million military kids who are affected by deployment during their childhood. So, you know, this is one uh, camp that's, you know, well, they're educational events and fun camps that are hosted around the country. But they use games and maps and cultural activities, regional food, stuff like that. Um, They can dress up in camouflage uh, gear, things like that, that yep. help the kids reduce the unknown, um, because these are really big concepts for little kids to, to grasp. And they are, and I love the fact that at least they are with other children who are going through the same thing, because not all kids could quite appreciate it, what it might be like to have your parent being away for so long, not being able to know where they are. Uh, all of those kinds of things are scary to a little one, so I'm glad that these opportunities are there for these kids. And um, there are also other opportunities, too, even through non-military camps. I know a lot of the either YMCAs or um, Boys and Girls Clubs, all of those will have some um, respite, I guess you could say, for military families as far as the cost is concerned. So I would definitely look into all of those kinds of things. You know, a week away at camp is pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, and especially, you know, there's so many differences that have changed in the last 10 years, I think, Rob, with the internet. You know, I know my kids and their friends, you know, they're all on the internet and they're all on these tablets and phones and iPads iPhone or their whatever that iPod touch, you know, yeah, they were reading yeah. about stuff the other day on that, you know, they're exposed to so much more than we ever were just by our parents leaving the TV set on. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, then once they make friends at camp, then they can stay and stay in touch with them by the internet. So that's kind of, <laughs> kind of a good thing. Cause then they, I remember writing to my friends that I would meet at camp and that would be so fun. Did you go as a kid? Did you that go is to camp? fun. Yeah. Did you go to camp as a kid? Did oh, San? No, did I no, I. No, you didn't. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. We. Um, no, we, no, we didn't. Uh, we we lived where it was the camp. <laughs> yeah, you were at a camp. That's right. Living on a lake house, it was. Well, you know, San, I'm really excited. Uh, we've got Dr. Bill Harley. Um, I think I might be losing you just a tad, San. So um, I will let you know that we've got Dr. Bill Harley coming on uh, after the commercial break. He's a clinical psychologist and has some of the best ways to overcome marital conflicts and some of the quickest ways to restore love. His information has saved 
thousands of marriages from pain and unresolved conflict and the disaster of divorce. Um, if you have not been to his website, his website is marriagebuilders.com. And oh my goodness, what a, a wealth, what a plethora of information on this website. You'll definitely want to visit it. You'll want to tune into his uh, radio show that he does with his wife, Joyce, delightful woman, and um, tune into some of the great advice and some of the great programs that he offers through his website. That's with Dr. Bill Harley right after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd today with Sandra Beck 
with you today talking and about to talk with Dr. Bill Harley. He is the author of His Needs, Her Needs, as well as a number of other books and programs. He has been a clinical psychologist in Minnesota since 1975 and has an incredible website, marriagebuilders.com, that will help you make sure that you have a relationship that will last a lifetime. Dr. Harley, are you with us? Well, I'm good to, glad to be with you. Thank you so much for your time, and we appreciate your being here. I'm excited to chat with you and get our listeners to hear all about Marriage Builders. We actually have a, uh, a forum site on our, on our website that is just exclusively for military marriages. Oh, that's exciting so, to So know we have quite a few military people that we are working with. Well, this was one of the things that we did want to focus on today. Um, before we talk a little bit about the specific nuances of a military relationship, let's back up and uh, get to know a little bit about you, because I'm sure that there were a lot of events in your life and in your career as a clinical psychologist to uh, get to the stage that Marriage Builders is now. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, I started out pretty much as a college student that um, people came to me with their marital problems, mainly because my father was a marriage counselor, Mm. and they thought I should know something about marriages. (laughs) So I had my first case when I was 19, and I I was a failure. The friend of mine got divorced, and um, I went on to one failure after another and uh, decided that I wasn't cut out for this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, went ahead and got my Ph.D. in psychology. Then a lot of people came to me because they thought I would know something about marriage because I had a Ph.D. in psychology, <laughs> and I was a clinical psychologist, and I could help people with emotional problems, so why not help them with marital problems? And I finally decided that the Lord was leading me to become an expert at marriages because he kept sending people to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I better know something. I did a two-year internship and uh, it, it, it uh, studied studied a lot of uh, other people's marital uh, approaches. And in the in the in the in the final analysis of it all, I discovered that the that the clinic where I was working, that the people there were not actually helping people overcome their marital problems. And um, and I discovered that my dad even had not been able to be, where it was not successful. And uh, it, what I did was a thorough analysis of what happens after you get marriage counseling. Hmm. And I saw a study in 1965 uh, where uh, a, a survey was done where only 25% of people that actually saw marriage counselors felt that it did them any good. And um, so I went to work trying to figure out how to do this. You know, how do you help a couple that's struggling with their marital problems? And uh, I I found it to be an incredible challenge. As You know, first of all, I had always been a failure, but I figured somebody knew about how to do this. But Mm -hmm. I didn't. I I came to the conclusion that, 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 that people didn't know how to do this. And so I, I, I started out with a theory that basically comes out of clinical psychology uh, that, that has to do with, with um, 
the association of emotional feelings about anything, and it's a condition, a classical conditioning, Pavlov's dog kind of a thing. And it had to do with uh, associations that you have about anything in particular. If you have a positive association, then you'll be drawn to whatever that is. And if you have a negative association, you'll be repelled. And I thought I could apply that to marriage. And, uh, and, And so I went around trying to figure out what could a marriage, what could you do as a spouse that would give you positive associations to your husband. Hmm. And um, I, 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 I studied what I later called emotional needs, uh, things that he could do that would make you happy, things that you could do to make him happy. And I came up with basic uh, categories that if people did those things, um, they would have positive associations. And then I later found out that what, what the, what could be accomplished would be the triggering of romantic love. That couples that I was counseling, when they did these things, all of a sudden they would tell me they were in love with each other. Hmm. And so I, I developed this whole approach to marriage, first of all, just as, you know, I just, I just wanted couples, I just wanted spouses to get along, you know. Right, right. as <laughs> and, if we, and, that's the goal. <laughs> and then I eventually I found out that I could also get them to fall in love. And once and I those learned are that, two different then, elements, aren't they? And then that was my goal. That my goal was to create the feeling of was uh, of romantic love. And I found that no couple, no couple ever that I have counseled, and I have counseled thousands of couples. Mm. No one has ever gotten a divorce when they're in love. Um, you you can have great conversations. You can have. You, you can have a great compatibility. You can solve your problems with great ease. But none of that will prevent you from having a divorce necessarily. Mm-hmm. Being in love always prevents you from having a divorce. That's so interesting. Now, before we talk about relationships or or either good relationships or infidelity, I'd like to just talk a little bit about your term love bank, because I know the discussion today is going to be referring to this. Yep. And that's where it all comes from. My, My first basic concept is the love bank. And again, it goes back to what we talked about. I talked about just a few minutes ago, and that is associations. When you associate someone with a good feeling, you do, in my nomenclature, you're making love bank deposits. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing things to make the person upset, you're making love bank withdrawals. And in order to be in love, you have to make enough deposits to trigger the romantic love threshold. And there's a point in a person's love bank where if you make enough deposits, all of a sudden you experience the feeling of romantic love. And using that illustration of the love bank, it helps people understand the fact that everything you do is going to affect your spouse. Everything you do. And everything your spouse does is going to affect you. And if you want to be in love with each other, you may you better make sure that what you're doing is making positive associations and avoiding negative associations. That's so interesting, and it's a, it's such a good uh, alliteration because I think sometimes when we talk about anything, 
psychologically, you're talking in uh, sort of an ethereal sense. Yeah. I think bringing it to something more tangible is so right. important because then we can relate to it. Yeah, my wife keeps bringing that to my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Now, unfortunately, there are temptations in our lives. We all are faced with temptations, and there are times that infidelity does happen. Um, and I think infidelity is probably even more exacerbated in a military relationship because we feel even that much more out of control to what our partner might be challenged with, faced with, tempted with. Um, how do affairs, affairs begin, whether it's military or not? How do they begin? Well, someone outside of your marriage makes love bank deposits. And mm-hmm. you, you see, your, your, your love bank is not limited to your spouse. Anybody can have an account. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of your friends, they all have accounts. And if you have a friend of the opposite sex that is, uh, that is making you feel good, that person is making a lot of deposits. And if you're away from your spouse, where your spouse isn't able to make deposits, as is often the case in the military, Uh uh, someone else that you are with every day has a chance to trigger romantic love, where your spouse doesn't, because your spouse is somewhere else. So in the military, there are rampant affairs are rampant. I mean, we 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 hear about them all the time. It's 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 a it's a scourge to the military. I mean, it's it's illegal to have an affair in the military. You can go to Leavenworth Prison if you have an affair, and yet right. affairs are all over the place in the military because of that simple principle that you're with somebody that is making these love bank deposits. And once you're in love, you become irrational when it comes to what to do with this relationship. Uh, we call it the fog, that suddenly you now think this other person is indispensable. You have to have them in your life, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the consequences. And, um, and because uh, in the military people are separated from their spouse and they're with someone who is making... Uh, massive deposits, you Mm -hmm. see a lot of affairs. And that's so challenging when someone is so so very far away. We have a a break coming up uh, in about one minute. Um, And what we'd like to focus on probably is the steps that one might take to face this challenge. Again, Dr. Harley, it's very difficult when you have to face somebody when you live with them day in and day out, but when they are so far away, um, I think what's the first thing to do, whether you're the one having the affair or whether you know it's your partner having the affair. Um, We're talking with Dr. Bill Harley today. He is the author of numerous books. How many books do we have on the shelf by Dr. Harley? 18, and we have a new one coming out in September. He wins, she oh. wins. Be sure to interview me on that on that book. <laughs> we definitely will. I've got a chart ready to send to Joyce with some options of dates because we definitely want to have you back when this one comes out. So out of these 18 books, I am sure that there is some, something for everyone. Dr. Bill Harley, uh, you can find more about him at marriagebuilders.com. This is Military Mom Talk Radio. Be back in a moment.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your woo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio here with Sandra Beck. Our guest this hour is Dr. Bill Harley, uh, author of 18 books, a successful radio show, successful website with tons of information, and might I add, a successful husband to Joyce for uh, a number of years, I would assume. <laughs> 50, 50 years. No kidding. Congratulations. Yeah. We're at 37, so we're not quite there, up with you yet, but boy, uh, that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Well, Joyce and I have uh, knew each other for six years prior to marriage, so we got started really early. Oh, that's great. And uh, we have been, I've been in love with her for 65 years. And she's been in love with me for, I mean, 55 years. And she's been in love with me for 51 years. (laughs) 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 Because she fell in love with me a year before we were married, and I finally got her to marry me. (laughs) 
Oh, Dr. Harley, I'm sorry. We're in New England, and we have a rip-roaring thunderstorm overhead, and my stretch is cut out. (laughs) (laughs) So you were kind of hanging, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) Where are you in New England? We are in New Hampshire in the southern Uh, part, just north of Manchester, and uh, in a little town called Hookset. So um, that's where we've had either rain, 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 or thunder, thunder. So it's been been challenging. It, it can be that way. We're, we have clear skies right now. so Really? And that's in? Minnesota. Minneapolis. Uh-huh. That's You're, wonderful. What a pretty area. Day. Yeah. We are. Um, <clears throat> before the break, we started talking a little bit about um, people who may not be our partners contributing to our love bank, and that brings us to temptation. Once we know that there is uh, something that has drawn a couple apart, what are the first steps we need to do? And I'm sorry that we took a couple of minutes of your time by this, the, the loss of this. Well, the first, the first thing you have to recognize, which is something that I recognized uh, as soon as I was, I mean, as soon as I was married, uh, I, I considered myself a person who was likely to have an affair because every male in my family, going back four generations, hmm had had an affair, and uh, so I figured that I was um, genetically predisposed, so I took what I called extraordinary precautions. Mm -hmm. I did not have female friends that were at all close to me. Basically, uh, prior to my marriage, I had lots of them, but when I married Joyce, I I crossed them all out. And, Mm -hmm. And basically, Joyce became my best friend. I had a few male friends, but no female friends that were very close to me. I mean, people I knew and talked to. And had, but the basic idea is that I, I protected my love bank from outside threats. That's the way I put it. Mm-hmm. That basically there wasn't going to be another woman making love bank deposits. Joyce was going to be it. And so I didn't let other women develop a relationship with me where these deposits could be made. Now, I did that before I really had this theory that I developed. This was just something I figured I was going to have an affair if I didn't do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I did. Now, a man in a military marriage, or a woman for that matter, anybody in a military marriage has to understand that outside threats are a real, real serious concern. Certainly. And and when you're in the military, there are many situations where your spouse is not going to be able to make enough love bank deposits to maintain the romantic love threshold. And so there may be a period of time in your marriage where you're going to lose that love that you have for each other. But But somebody else is going to take your spouse's place if you're not very careful. And so when you're separated, you must be sure that no one else is meeting your emotional needs. That way, when you get back, you can restore your love for each other by meeting each other's needs. So my, 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 my advice to all military people is that when you're deployed, um, you, you have to take the extraordinary precautions that I have recommended, which is a woman should not be in a position, or a man, uh, somebody, anyone of the opposite sex should not be in a position to make significant love bank deposits. They should not have a conversation. Uh, you shouldn't have somebody that is your greatest admirer of the opposite sex. 
You should not have somebody in your in your close proximity that you find incredibly attractive. I mean, basically what you need to do is you need to say, I'm not going to let somebody of the opposite sex form a relationship with me that will threaten my marriage by me falling in love with that person, because once that happens, you, you lose your sensibilities. You, you, you make horrible decisions. And um, so that's, that's my advice to people that are separated for any length of time. Ex- expect your, your love bank to be threatened mm-hmm. and do something to make sure that uh, your spouse is the only one that, that you could ever be in love with, which means that maybe you're not in love with anybody for a while. But that's, mm-hmm. that, that may be what, the way you have to handle the situation. Once an infidelity takes place, what does a, a couple do when they're separated by a deployment? If, if you're back home and you know the partner has um, committed adultery. You, you, you contact the, com- the commanding officer and, and, a, and a, a chaplain. Okay. You, you, we do what we call exposure. You, you make sure that everybody knows that this is going on. Now, in the military, it's illegal. It's yeah. illegal. So what that means is the exposure could mean that your, your spouse is never going to get another uh, advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, your spouse might even get a dishonorable discharge. Um, you're, you know, it, and, and so a lot of times what, what people are, are tempted to do is to protect this unfaithful spouse from the consequences of his or her own behavior. And yet, that's, that is absolutely, positively the best thing you can do to end the relationship. Now, the question is, what's more important, the military career or your marriage? In, 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 in many cases, uh, people will say, well, the military career has to be protected at all costs. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel that that if, if, if your spouse has, has ended up having an affair and, and you have, the, the way I put it is, proof that would convince a jury. Yeah. I mean, you know, suspicions don't count. Right. Uh, but if you have proof, you go to the commanding officer, you go to the chaplain, and you say, this is my proof. Okay. Now, that doesn't always lead to action. Uh, in the military, the commanding officer may protect your spouse, and not do anything about it, even though there is all of this evidence. But it's it's still the the most important thing you can do as a first step. In and many that's cases, scary. we what's that? That's scary. It is, and it is radical. And we find a lot of people, you know, question our wisdom. And yet, we've been through this so many times with so many people mm-hmm. that we now are are absolutely, positively sure that that is the first step. Then at that point, uh, usually you you request from the commanding officer that there that there be a uh, a release from the um, from the deployment uh, to save the marriage. Wow, that's interesting. In many cases, that that happens. That can wow. take place. Wow. Uh, and the the military is very supportive of marriages, very supportive, and. And so they will often go to a great deal of trouble to see to it that your marriage is saved mm-hmm. um, in, in a case like this. That's so interesting. Now, we've only got a couple of minutes left before our break, Dr. Harley. What is the best advice that you have as far as the repair? And I know that that's a loaded <clears throat> question for two minutes. Real quick, I'll let you know. First of all, exposure, as I've mentioned. Yep. 
let everybody know about it. Let your pastor know, let your family know, let your children know, uh, and in the military, let the commanding officer know. Point number two is that you have to create extraordinary precautions to see to it that that that, that unfaithful spouse never, ever sees or talks to the other person again. So there has to be a complete separation from that other person. It's like an addiction. The longer you're separated, the better you're able to gain control of yourself. Then what you do is you create some rules that make sure that none of this is ever going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And we, we recommend a radical honesty and all decisions made together, uh, jointly with what I call enthusiastic agreement. Finally, you create a romantic relationship. We, we have a program that helps couples make enough deposits to trigger the feeling of romantic love. Very successful. It works, it works every time it's followed. So once you have established the, the precautions to make sure that none of this ever happens again and you have a romantic relationship, you're in business. Dr. Harley, thank you so much. Dr. Bill Harley of MarriageBuilders.com. It's been great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Talk to you again. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with Sandra Beck today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We have spent the last two segments with Dr. Bill Harley. He is the author of 18 books to, uh, to count uh, and as more to come. He has another one coming in the fall called Surviving an Affair. Um, one of his great books called His Needs, Her Needs is out there right now, and you can find lots more information on his website, marriagebuilders.com, as well well as his radio show that's broadcast right from that site every um, every day. I believe he's on at noontime, so just go to the website and you can click into the, uh, the little radio speaker and you will be able to hear all kinds of information from Dr. Harley. We um, also want to make sure that you check our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and you can find our podcast, about 150 of them and counting. Uh, we're also on iTunes, and you'll find us right here on the Toganet page. Um, we want to encourage you to visit us and send us your information if you have some uh, thoughts about some of our past shows or some wishes for some of our future shows. We hope that you'll you'll stay in touch. Um, we are trying to reach our guest, Susie Manning. She is from sizzle.com. If you have never been to her website, it is S-I-Z-Z-Z-L.com. Sizzle is to ignite the world, the powerful women who ignite the world. And she has been with our, sh- with our show uh, a couple of other times, and she is just so exciting and so wonderful to talk to. You always feel empowered after chatting with with Susie. Uh, we're not able to get a hold of her. Um, we're trying. We have Sabrina in our booth right now trying to get a hold of her. Um, wonder if we have some other issues. We had some issues with our phones here on the East Coast as well. One of the things that I was going to talk about a little bit first segment um, was Operation Military Kids. I don't know if you've been to that website. Uh, OMK is often the acronym used for it. Operation Military Kids org is a community of uh, it's a collaborative effort with America's communities to support children and youth impacted by deployment. If you haven't been involved in an OMK program, you need to look this up because they are in 945 communities across the K programs in 49 states. And I was the the statistic I was starting to read: 945 community members represent over 43 national state, and local organizations who work together to uh, uh, create the OMK program elements. Uh, You're going to uh, want to check this out because no matter where you are, there should be an OMK fairly close for you uh, to take part in with your children. One of the benefits from OMK is that these children are going to meet other youth who are also experiencing deployment. They're going to participate in a range of recreational, social, and educational programs. Those are the things that uh, are so exciting, I think, about any kind of camp. Um, Sometimes there are, like Sandra was saying earlier, um, she, she doesn't always have the opportunity to get out and pitch a tent and go camping. And sometimes it's a little too expensive to um, to register your kid for a standard camp. 
um, so one of the things that OMK will help you do is find some of these recreational, social, and educational programs in your specific area. Um, and I think, especially being uh, from a Girl Scout community myself, I know that these camp programs are so strong in developing leadership, organizational, and technical skills. Um, they are participating. This particular uh, organization participates in the Speak Out for Military Kids program, and they also have mobile technology lab programs, realizing that kids nowadays are um, – really focusing on technology. They're not going to want to go out there and pitch a tent in a hurry. They're going to want to sit on their devices. So we're trying to make it so that we can blend the two worlds that kids are facing nowadays. Um, and sometimes kids need to receive those extended services through school issues. And one of the things that OMK will do um, is uh, be able to connect through the schools and um, extend some of the programs that were developed even over the summer. After, um, after being at a military camp, I think it's uh, something that a kid will then take with them and be able to face all the other challenges that they have. It's really important, I think, for kids to have these kinds of experiences. And um, uh, being able to say from, like I say, from a camper, camper myself, uh, some of the things that one learns while camping is is not just the outdoor elements. It's the teamwork. It's the leadership. It's the responsibility. It's the ability to know that they can take a challenge and they can do it. Sam, are you there? Did we lose you or are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. What I was just talking about was uh, some of the uh, things that uh, Operation Military Kids does as far as uh, finding the programs that help with leadership and, and organization and technical skills, and it's, it's really pretty powerful. Oh, I love the leadership component of it. I think that, you know, um, through adversity, you know, so many of these uh, military kids have to go through so many changes, whether it's a PCS move or a, um, you know, a deployment of a, a family member. You know, all that adversity and learning how to handle this stuff at such a young age really builds great leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what some of these camps or, or these these programs will do. And whether it's through... Um, Boys and Girls Clubs, whether it's through Scouts, whether it's through uh, a military, one of these uh, military camps that we were talking about in all of them, whether it be uh, Camp Cope or like we were talking earlier about Camp Desert Kids, these kinds of programs have so many multi-layered elements to them. So they'll be doing a project, but there's an underlying element that these kids are gaining by doing so. so. Absolutely, absolutely. I would have been able to connect with Susie. I don't think so. Uh, I know I, uh, that Sabrina is doing her darndest in the booth trying to get a hold of her. I love Susie's website. Um, she, I, I, gave, I just gave the, the, uh, the URL a second ago, and it's S-I-Z-Z-Z-L.com. Um, she has a, a, a sizzle guide, I see. Have you read her sizzle guide? I have not. I have not. I just all I can do is stand out in the sun like she tells me to once a day. <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the things that all of us need is the permission to do that. Don't you agree? 
Absolutely. You know, because we get so caught up in everything we have to. There's so many have tos. And, you know, we weren't intended to, um, you know, we weren't intended to work 24-7 without some, you know, even God on the seventh day said he rested. So <laughs> it's not too much to, you know, say that we can walk out and stand in the sunshine once in a while. But oh, that was very profound. You know, because yeah. I tend to be on the computer all day, and then I have that pasty white glow from the monitor and uh, not so much from the sun. And I think that um, having somebody say, it's okay, it's um, uh, it, it's okay to stop what you're doing, and I love the fact, yes, if God can take a day off, why can't we? But it, we we need to give ourselves that permission to be able to say, stop, the world can just wait one minute, I'm going to take time, and I'm going to blow bubbles with my kids or I'm going to read that book one more time or I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to sit in the sun and look for a four-leaf clover or it's whatever it takes for you to shut the world away and begin to recharge then you can face the world better because if we don't have um, if we don't have that recharge then we're useless with everything else that we've got to do. Right. Well, in the military, you know, they they recognize that, you know, with deployments and respite care. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people don't uh, take advantage of that respite care because they feel like they should be able to handle all this stuff. But it's not, um, you know, it's just not possible uh, as a, a as a single parent, you know, when some your spouse is on deployment mm-hmm. to handle everything. And I want to encourage everyone out there that has um, the availability of respite care to them to take advantage of it. It's true. And even if it means, now what I would do so often, I would have some respite care, but I would also, I would still be there. It doesn't mean that you have to get up and you have to leave. It could just mean that the kids are outside being watched. They're playing at the picnic table or they're they're doing something else. So you can take a bath so that you can read a chapter of a book, so that you can maybe make a phone call to a girlfriend that you haven't talked with for a while. Um, those are the kinds of things I think that we all need to just sort of recharge. Right. Well, it takes, um, you know, it, it makes it possible for you to be a better parent. I know when I'm able to step away for a little bit and, you know, and, you know, the government will pay for this child care mm-hmm. um, it's really important, you know, that you take care of yourself because you can't uh, give as much as you need to give, especially when you have small children, if you are not rested. And that was just, uh, you know, something that I had to learn the hard way. I thought, you know, I needed to be present 24-7. And when I started getting little breaks here and there, mm-hmm. um, everybody was benefiting, not just me, but the kids. They benefited from a break as well. Right, that's very, very true. Um, and it, it is, you, sometimes you just don't know. You don't know when you're going to get the break. Sometimes you just have to be flexible. But um, I hope everybody finds a, a minute in their lives, a, a half hour maybe, just to be able to take a break and be able to enjoy the flowers and find that four-leaf clover. Uh, next week, Sandra, we have Rick Johnson joining us. He is the author of Marriage of Dreams. So after talking with Dr. Harley, uh, I think it will be interesting to hear what he has to say about his uh, marriage of dreams. And if you missed the earlier part of today's show, Dr. Bill Harley, uh, author of His Needs, Her Needs, you can find more about him on marriagebuilders.com. You can 
always find more of our podcasts at Millie, author of many programs on her website, S-I-Z-Z-Z-L.com. So do uh, tune us in next week. We'll love to have you, and we hope everyone has an awesome week. Take care, Sandra, in the heat, and we're going to get the umbrellas out here in the east. (laughs) 